0: This is Comic Tating, the comic book review arm of the Nerdables family of podcasts. Let the nerds take over. Us? Huh? So, welcome back to another episode of Comic Tating. I'm joined, of course, by my partner Sebastian, as always. Uh, we're going to start off the show with a little bit of a solemn note. Last weekend, uh, comic book artist Steve Dillon uh, passed away. And as I think both of us are fan, I know I'm a big fan. I think Sebastian I is as well. Uh, we wanted to kind of remark on on kind of our memory of his work. I mean, neither of us knew him personally. I never had the chance to meet him. But I think both of us, um, I know for me personally, I enjoyed Preacher is where I found him uh, with his work with Garth Ennis, And as a huge Punisher fan when they went to Punisher... Uh, to do welcome back frank yep yep Uh, i think a lot of people forget that at the time frank was dead he was yeah and he was uh he was in a book from dreamwave where he was an avenging angel with hellfire guns or something like that it was not very good good stuff uh and then they hired garth enos to bring that character back and enos brought dylan with him uh dylan had worked with him of course on preacher uh i think he first worked with him on hellblazer uh for a couple issues when uh garth was writing that title And Dylan was someone who it's kind of like his style. I remember when I first started reading preacher, it's almost a, it's kind of sneaky because it looks, it's, it's very clean. It's very, you know, nice lines and kind of bold backgrounds are, are minimalist when they need to be. Yeah. And yet his, his expression was so evocative, especially in those characters in terms of preacher, in terms of Jesse and, uh, and, um, uh, Tulip and Cassidy, uh, Hair Star, of course. I mean, he had so much fun with that character. And of course, who else can bring you Ar's face right. more than Steve Dillon? And so you you got those characters that were great, and then super hyper violent, and in a way, almost it shocked you more because it was such a clean style to get
1: into it. Right. It was, and then all of a sudden, people's jugglers are sticking out, and bones are breaking, right. and stuff is all over the place. He had a hit a. Very stylized, very realistic style. Everything looked very grounded and down to earth. But the uh, the body proportions, he was he was willing to play around with them. He didn't make them look super hyper realistic until yeah. the violence arrived.
0: Yeah, and then it was and then it was really bad. I mean, there's um the Punisher that he's doing right now with Becky Cloonan. There's like a broken leg in one issue, and I'm like, ugh, because the bone sticking out. I was like, oh, that's gross. Uh, but the perfect type of person to do Punisher for someone for me as being a guy who if you're gonna do a book like Punisher, if you're gonna do a military book, if you're gonna do a Punisher book, you gotta do your research for your weapons. It brings a realistic ability to it. You know, they they didn't used to publish the Punisher Armory for nothing. It was like right. we want to show you these are the guns that are really out there and this is what Frank picks up to just blow away terrible yeah. people. Um, so his stuff was 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 researched well. It looked fantastic. And again you have a so much of what they redefined Frank as some of the elements that you see in the very first Punisher movie, the Thomas Jane movie, are directly from that twelve issue series. The Russian is in it. Yep. Uh, the characters that are in uh, is, uh, the the, the hotel, building yeah, he lives in the building he lives in. Spaz, you know, Spaz Dave or whatever, or Spaz Dave was his. The the mouse girl was theirs. Um, of course, in in welcome back Welcome back, Frank. There's a, a portion where Frank is taking on Maganushi's goons and six polar bears on them at the zoo, the, the literal Bronx Zoo. And you're really reading it, and like going. There's nobody else who really could bring this to you except Enos and Dylan. Uh, he continued to do Punisher with Jason Aaron yep, to yep. fill up the Max series, um, finish that out, and then is currently doing Punisher with Becky Cloonan, with issues still to come after after his passing. So we'll see how how much he's, yeah he's how
1: much they he actually completed before they yeah. release them
0: um, with his style. Like again. It, sneakily simplistic, it's it's hard to, I don't want to say simplistic as a bad term, but it, you know, he was someone who could do a lot of issues he was always on time, he did every issue of Preacher Yeah, every issue, all 60 issues of Preacher are him, and none of them that you could see had huge delays um, you know, except for Carlos Esquerza working on the saint of killers mini and i think the our face special was actually somebody else i think it was steve Pugh. nobody else touched preacher but him right uh he's listed as a co-creator garth has always said that he would have never done the book without steve steve brought some of the ideas in the beginning the way that, that they would collaborate it was a true collaboration for the two of them much as someone like scott snyder has said about greg capullo and his new 52 run where they they started to work as a as a, uh, as a team as a team as a as a um i want to say sickle what am i thinking of symbiotic team there we go <laughs> English is not my strong suit all of a sudden but um, yeah Steve and, and Garth had done so much work together and then Steve had done so much work on Punisher he's one of those quintessential Punisher artists I think when you put Mike Zeck or, or Mike Barron um, I, I usually put uh, Chichetto's run with uh, with Greg Rucka in there and then the stuff that Mitch Gerard just did but Steve Dillon has done as many pages of Punisher as anyone you can think of Um a sudden passing this weekend it was something you know waking up or, or moving around on saturday morning and then yeah, seeing that he's just passed, oh just he's like, dead
1: what really? yeah the what was it I'm, yeah. I'm
0: i'm watching a football game or something and i'm just scrolling through facebook and i just see steve Dillon, comic book artist dead from like the new york times you know yeah. not not some of these hoax sites so i'm glad i saw it from a reputable source first and knew it was true but i just kind of let out that what
1: it was, that same, be it was the me. same situation like with Darwin Cook, where yeah. just oh he's dead, and then it's like really, and then it was taken down off the internet. Yeah, that quickly. was this. This his his, brother's, his uh, brother Dylan's brother
0: it. confirmed it fairly quickly, so yeah. you know to not leave anybody in suspense as as what had done with Darren uh, or Darwin. Because I think with Darwin it was they wanted to let other some other people know before right. it kind of got out there. But um, it's really, I mean, it's 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 a weird thing where you start seeing some of your your, your comic book heroes and creator heroes as they start passing away. And it's, it's been a tough year for entertainment in 2016 There's so many people that we've lost, so many big people that we've lost and so many people we've lost so suddenly that we just yeah. didn't expect to, you know, um, it's not like people are passing away in their 60s, 70s and 80s, you know, Dylan, yeah, these are guys in their 50s Fifties, and, um, you know, apparently passed away from uh, complications of a ruptured appendix. appendix. So you really, no one kind of expects that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it's a hard thing. So we wanted to talk a little bit about it in in terms of Preacher, in terms of Punisher, in terms of the Hellblazer. Uh, with Hellblazer those those are collected. Those Fury? are fantastic. He did do Fury. He mm-hmm. did do Fury. I know. Um,
1: if you're looking for some good Nick Fury stuff, classic Fury. Yeah,
0: his stuff, the the, the anything with it. Um, the, uh, Dylan is also credited as the creator of Dog Welder. Uh, in Ennis's Hitman series, which is one of the yeah, stupidest the, characters the, you could ever the think weirdest,
1: of. One of the weirdest Marvel, or DC, DC characters. Yeah,
0: an official DC character who has uh, dead dogs with him, and he welds them to you. Uh, that's it. I'm not joking. That's exactly what he does. And If you're a bad person, he runs up to you and welds a dog to you. It's disgusting, uh, but it's if you followed Ennis's work, that, he, that type of just... Bizarre. Super crazy, out there, violent, uh, you know, a ways to kill. But like I said, the the Bronx Zoo, he's facing Maganucci's, Punisher's facing Maganucci's girls. And then he's goons. He starts smacking around some polar bears so that yeah. they run and eat them. Uh, he's always had a... Both a, of them
1: a, had a knack for, for crazy bad guys. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I would say the precursor to guys like Mark Miller, who also enjoys his yeah. crazy bad guys, but yeah, very the, much the Miller,
0: Miller and Ennis. I mean, this this is that second kind of British invasion. You know, yeah. you had more um, and uh, and some other guys in the '80s, and then you had Ennis and Ellis Morrison Miller uh, as writers coming over, all in kind of the same time, the same couple yeah. of years. And Dylan came over. He worked for Marvel UK. He did a Hulk Weekly strip there for a little while. He did Nick Fury in Marvel UK, and then he worked on you know stuff that you with know, Warrior, Doctor Who magazine, uh, 2000 the two, AD. Yeah. He did uh, Judge Dredd stuff. He did a lot of yeah. You look through his bibliography. He's got a lot of Judge Dredd stuff in there. He's got some cool Doctor Who cool stuff in there. Uh, uh, Rogue Trooper uh, for in 2000 AD also a character that's been recently uh, resurrected. He did uh, Animal Man, some issues of Animal Man. Worked with uh, uh, Garth Ennis, am uh, excuse me, uh, Grant Morrison there. The Hellblazer, of course, Preacher, Heartland. Um, he did the Preacher special for Cassidy, uh, Tall in the Saddle with John McCrea, who's another British artist who worked with Garth Ennis a lot. And then you've got Punisher Marvel Knights, Punisher Marvel Knights again. He did an issue of Ultimate X-Men, Supreme Power, Nighthawk, uh, Ultimate Two's Annual Number One which was very different than any of the other art styles yes. in the Ultimate Universe. He did Punisher versus Bullseye in 2005. He did uh, most of Wolverine Origins. You forget about that with Paul Jenkins, 1, 1 through 25. The Punisher Warzone limited series that brought Maganucci back. You want something really out there, there's one of them. Punisher Max 122 with Jason Aaron did every issue of Jason Aaron's run on the Punisher Max as he wrapped yep. up that, yep. that version of the character. Uh, Thunderbolts under Marvel now in 2013 with uh, Daniel Way and Charles Soule writing it, and then again Punisher with uh, Becky Cloonan writing it. So very prolific, uh, going to be someone who's very missed. It, it was kind of funny to see it. It was it, I saw the news like I think I had read the latest issue of Punisher like the night before, or two nights before, and so it kind of hits you when you're like, I'm not, you know. they know there's still some work out there, but within a couple months we won't see anything else yeah. from him, which is which is really sad. It's very tough. So we, at, uh, I, I know Sebastian joins me and everyone in, in our Nerdables crew. As we said on our Nerdables podcast, we we offer our condolences to his friends and his family. Someone whose talent will live on forever, but who uh, personally will be very, very missed. So we do have comics to cover this week. Uh, hard transition, so we're just going to skip any any thought of a segue and get into dc's teen titans number one we had the rebirth issue about a month ago and so we have issue number one this of course is damien uh damien wayne son of batman current robin who is putting together a new teen titans team it's brought to you by benjamin percy john boy myers uh percy doing the, the the scripting and the story myers doing the story and the uh the art um I really like this book. I it's really fun. like this book. It's very this book fun. was a lot of fun. It's kind of you know as we kind of winding down in those number ones or rebirths, there's there's been a, a couple that we've read that you know haven't like risen to the cream of the crop. There's some clunky ones that we've seen uh but this guy here um Damien's just a, he's, he's a lot of fun in here and especially the way that he interacts with these Characters that... Uh, much older than him.
1: Not too much older. Yeah, we,
0: we find out that Damien is... They put it on there that he's 13.
1: Yes, so we know he's his age. He's 13. But then you so, have people like sucks Starfire. sucks for him because he's died oh, already yes. and come back, and he's not even 13 he's, yet. He's very, he's very advanced for his yeah, age. So
0: we, we have, yeah, so we have Starfire, we have Beast Boy.
1: Starfire, who we know is a character from a lot of other continuities. Who is who is an older character who uh, likes to hang out with young people. Yeah, it's
0: an interesting... If she's if, if she's continuing from... The series that they did just towards the end of the new 52 then yeah she's she's probably in her early 20s uh we have beast boy who Who's seems also, to be a little older
1: he's a yeah he well he also did that uh in that first intro issue he was out partying out drinking yeah. so he's probably in his 20s already
0: i think they've kind of de-aged raven to a certain degree yeah she they has a much in younger look to to in the it Marvel and Wolverine then series. uh we have kid flash we have the the african-american kid flash the
1: the younger younger cousin. wally
0: Wally-ish wally ish west the younger um, nephew are there are two wally wests now there are there the,
1: and they're both they're both technically barry allen's nephew just one is uh younger and uh, they're both named after the same relative so
0: that relative's getting a lot of play yeah uh so he was
1: a very beloved relative yeah Wall- uh, oh, the original wallace
0: west was very beloved <laughs> Wallace west. the the rebirth issue has damien basically kidnapped this team by defeating them in combat And bringing them together. And so this issue is kind of just putting together why he does this, what he wants to do with this team. It's a good setup. Goliath is there, which I love, which is this gigantic bat.
1: Bear. Bear. Monster.
0: Yeah, he calls him a Wookiee. Wookiee bat monster thing is what Beast Boy refers to him as. So... um the visuals are bright and stunning. John Boy Myers has a very he has got a
1: youthful attitude.
0: Yeah, not necessarily an anime style, but it's 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 a lot of hard lines. Yeah, you know, there's 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 a lot of triangle edges. It's and, like and if the nineties was very refined. Yeah, uh, and not in a bad way. You yes. know, this yeah, this is yeah, kind yeah, of, no, yeah, the, like the a best refined... of that kind of nineties stuff. It kind of reminds me of Pop Mahan. Oh yeah, a little yeah. bit in the nineties. Um, and a little bit of
1: Kenneth Ruckafor. Ruckafor, kind color. of get a
0: little bit there in terms of the colors. Um, but. Uh, I thought the dialogue kind of cracked in this the the villain's right on the cover. Um, yes, yeah, you figured it's figure it out right right cool. That's uh, that's what makes it such a great setup. Yeah, it's his it's his grandfather who's kind of decided we're we're going to take care of you now. You know, this yeah. is you you've been Bruce's son for too long. You obviously aren't coming back. You either come back or we're going to come kill you. And so, so I think with that he feels in order to take on the League of Assassins and the rest of the villains that you're going to see uh at the end of this um, he needs a team. He types. needs a team. He needs a team to put together. So he. This is this is the whole purpose. Uh, I mean, the the plot of it isn't necessarily anything any any great shakes. It's just the way that it's executed. Again. Right. It's very it's simple. Really well very done.
1: straightforward. I like that it's his birthday. You know, and they have the, the great setup is I love that uh, it's Alfred asking him like, oh, what do you wish for? And then you know, farther on in the issue, he's like, I don't make wishes. You know, I make things happen. Yeah, I make things happen, and I just enjoyed um, that so much.
0: Yeah, his his relationship with Alfred, even in the kind of newish Alfred that they have in this this kind of reboot or re, relaunch, whatever you want to call it, he's got a, even a little more snark and attitude, especially in Tompkins' Batman book. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a little bit here. I mean, he's always he's always going to have a soft spot for someone so young. Yes. That he really wants to take care of, and you can tell that for all the people that Damien kind of blows off. Or is is steadfastly, you know, stubborn and, and just kind of an a hole. To he he really isn't Alfred. He understands that. Robert, yeah. You know, Alfred's always there for him. Like, he still the, treats Alfred Bruce like isn't a there butler. for his birthday, but you know he does say that he's really glad that that. Um, if anyone was there, yeah, it's glad Alfred. for your company at least. Yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. So it's it's got its light moments. It's got its fun moments. Uh, there is an action sequence in it when, uh, you know, the, the the Titans are loose. It's got good humor. Yeah. And it, and it makes sense why he would put them together and why he would take this team together. So, uh, it's one of the, the final number ones to come out. I think we're still waiting for super Super sons. Sons. Um, and the promised who knows when we'll get a JLA book, uh, or justice, whatever justice league book they're going to come out with next. But, uh, and I love that the, on the cover, the Titans tower is in the back. I hope they, I hope they get the tower. That would be cool. Right. And again, they, they,
1: they're showing that Damien has, you know, knows of the history of the teen titans and their lineage yeah
0: it sounds like what it is, is there's a teen titans obviously because there's a titans book that has you know other parts of these characters is
1: roy up. and starfire basically and yeah Ray. it's kind of interesting
0: thing. so this is the new teen Titans. Yeah. so it's 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 kind of uh it's kind of cool
1: yeah no they uh, very very solid yes but uh, i cannot wait especially for uh they've been dealing with in superman the yeah we just
0: he, opened it they had a superman the, 10 which yes. is the super sons meet for the first time and it's
1: basically the intro to the super Suns yeah what
0: will be a super sons book which peter tomasi is now writing
1: yes he's taken over
0: so that is uh so yeah this was a it, it was kind of surprising because i've kind of gotten into that that slug that that, that shine that newness that blinky blinky that you get for those first two months where every yeah. week was like three or four number ones. yeah and you're like yeah yeah, yeah and you're saying, and now we've kind of stuff through and what we like you know we love superman we love detective flash yeah wonder woman there's some really good books out
1: there still want more regular titans
0: yeah titans is good too so you you now get the so we have kind of gotten to the point where you're like okay another you know number them one and let's we'll see what this is and, and like we said we've 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 liked some of them some of them are, are you know we probably haven't talked about here because we're like eh, i'm not sure if this yeah. is you know but this was a this is an exciting book i can't wait to see what the next one brings us um in terms of debuts, that was pretty much it for the ones, except we'll talk about a little book called Spook House at the end by Eric Powell, uh, that Sebastian read that he really liked. But there's two independent number twos that came out. Uh Skyborne by Frank Cho and Seven to Eternity by Rick Remender and Jerome Opinion. Um we, we just wanted to touch on. One. Yeah, we covered Seven number ones three. of both of these, so we wanted to see where where these are going. Uh, for me, you liked the first Skyborn, I think a little bit more than, than yeah. I did, but I really like the second one in terms of what the story is. You get the story a much comes more, together in yeah, you get so a much it. more clear uh, indication of what the goal is, what's going on, the the secret societies or secret organizations that are in here. Um, I'm not gonna say too much about it. I'm just basically gonna yeah, give an overview, throw, throw some stuff out to check out. Yeah, I think if you're if you were like me where you read the first one you're like I know this looks pretty and it looks cool and there's some action in it but I don't know what the heck really going on. is going on. This is the book that will 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 answer that for you. I enjoyed
1: especially the ending of that first one. Yeah.
0: And going back to the first one when you put the first one and the second one together it's much better. Yes. Um because this is the issue you need like if this was the first issue it wouldn't have worked to me. Right. Like it just isn't And it, it is it, a mini series. yeah, so. it's a mini series, it's 5 issues. Um as always Frank Cho's art is gorgeous.
1: He always picks the great greatest colorists. To yeah, go with he's his got work. nice,
0: nice like subtle colors
1: through it, and uh, um, lots of references. If you're if you're a classic monster movie fan like myself and and you are Chris, there's a there's a great moment because so so essentially the basic plot of the book is that this organization, this paramilitary, you know you know protects the world from monsters and mysticism, and they want to use magic and science combined to better humanity. But uh, you actually just flip to the page. There's this great yeah. page where you see uh, all these monsters that they have in their collection and their Ray Harryhausen monsters and their Toho monsters. You've got little Mothra yeah. as a larva there. You've got uh, the centaur from Ray Harryhausen, beautiful stuff. And the the beast from 20,000 Phantoms is also yeah. there.
0: So it's really, it's, the design sense is always, well, again, like you said, the colors and the art is fantastic. So I think it's, it's
1: got a great sense of humor about itself too. It does. And, you know, it's Frank's very, never
0: been one to take himself too seriously. Yeah. His savage Wolverine that he started, uh in uh, the Savage Land, it's just you know, almost the whole thing is tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um almost literally. Um so yeah, Skyborne 2 again, you know, if you've you picked up Skyborne one and I think you you're kind of on to, the like, fence. Dig it. Yeah. Or, yeah, or if keep you've
1: going. or if uh you, you if you wanted to wait a couple issues, yeah. I think one and two is probably the best way yeah, to go to check great. it
0: out. Seven to eternity number two, again, another issue that w- both of us really liked because for me, a big Rick Remender fan, big Jerome Pena fan. someone I'm reading it going. I'm not hundred percent sure what the hell's going on here, but it's—I know it's good, and I know there's something here. Uh, we get a kind of a flashback as, as to Things where clear some up of the stuff is. Yeah, clearly again. It's along the same line. Totally, these are kind of the same. That's why I wanted to, to speak through where we get much more of what the world is and why it exists the way that it does. The art is gorgeous again. Jerome Opinion's uh, design style is so awesome. There's a nice big huge creature in the middle of this that comes flying through with these cool jaws and. I mean that that's like I don't even want to give that away. It's such a cool little moment. Um, but really enjoyed this issue again. And yes, I for me more things came together in this issue where I'm starting to get where he's going, what he wants to do, what what Remender wants to do with this with this series. Um, it's clearer in a sense of it's a much more focused to me because there isn't so much going on. You're not thrown into it. Uh, which is a good thing in the first issue. I don't want yes. you know. I don't want the first six pages to be all exposition of this is the world and this is why this happened and then this happened and then this happened. And here's so this th- guy. Yeah. So here, I thought, starts to clear things, some things up, and gets you, uh, gets you going towards to where where you're going.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And we've got uh, a lot of monsters in here. We finally meeting sort of the overlord of the realm that we're in. We are getting a better look at our main character, who has a flashback. You know, there's a there's a sort of a, the essential deal with the devil, the, the quintessential deal with the devil going on here, you know, essentially offering a self-sacrifice. He wants to protect the things he loves. But then we meet a new band of characters who've come in and are essentially trying to help liberate the world they're in, and that's the story we've got. And I yeah. actually really, really dug it. I enjoyed the opening flashback in this, and I know... Some people can be yay or nay on flashbacks, depending on how they're utilized. Yeah, but I think it
0: meant so much. It did. It meant a it lot. It explains two characters: it explains his father and the main character as the son. Yes, I think kind of where they started. So, yeah, and we also, again, yeah. really good, a really good second issue. Art's beautiful. Bart is beautiful. It's worth it for the art alone. So two books that we wanted to touch on them because we did volume one or issue ones, and we wanted to make sure that they were still going in the direction uh, that we've enjoyed. Uh, lastly, Halloween's coming up uh just a couple days away and we have scary stories for kids spook house by eric powell and friends albatross comics the one that uh, uh, eric powell now works through um pal's known for the goon uh some kind of not safe for kids stuff if, if, yes. if you ever want to scare living daylights out of your parents go get satan's baby and hand it to them and go <laughs> i read this yesterday and your go parents check will this disown out, you. Not, not not safe for work or your your, no, your but, friends but, or family. But or hilarious, kids. yes. But are really good. So Spook House is, is a kids anthology anthology. Series. anthology Very uh, nice. Series. Just in time yeah. for
1: Halloween. It's uh, coming up next Monday for for those of us uh, in the present listening to this this week. So or... then you have chili, right? Yes. And then if you're I in didn't the think future, that existed.
0: It was a uh, my friend for the the Puck podcast that that I fill in for once in a while. Uh, my friend Eddie was talking about that of his his uh wife's family has
1: chili on halloween it's like a tradition it's yeah like, it's a weird tradition i've, a, I'm a, not I've the never only understood it yeah i've only known one other person who's done that but it's like okay if that's a tradition whatever i just yeah i never go myself was... on candy yeah oh it's bad it's very bad yeah, i don't, I don't want, want to get the, the diabetes I that but...
0: damn bag of kit kats that has the three different type of kit kats and i have to hide it from myself to give it to other people and like go put it somewhere and once i find it i'll yeah. eat it but right yeah. now um, but anyway, back the to the book. Yeah, so it is a you know, it's 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 a kind of crazy fun. You know, yeah, safe it rem- for the remind kids. Reminds me
1: very much of uh, the Treehouse of Horror kind of humor. And yeah. we've got many, many stories. Actually, you're on this, uh, the Heck I love razor. Heck razor
0: is a great name. This
1: little girl gets a puzzle box, she puts it together, and basically Pinhead and a, a group of essentially, uh, essentially, like, grunge rockers, 80 punk rockers, show up, just start smashing stuff in the house. You know, a bizarre cat-in-the-hat adventure.
0: Oh, yeah. It's got, it's got that kind of style too. yeah
1: it does there's another story about a, a kid who's a latch key kid for those of you who don't know like you know parents who work very you know very very bizarre hours so they have That's a key me. to their own house they you know and my aside, mom had to go back to work and frog monster lives under the sink gotta go fight the frog monster uh, so very very enjoyable stuff. Three little short stories. I think perfect for kids. It's got great art, especially if you want to introduce your kids to great art and a very uh Adams family or monsters esque first story where it's like, oh, yeah. go check out this haunted house of cannibals. Go to the haunted house. And they go there. It's like this is the best haunted house ever. It's like what's a haunted house? What's haunted house? I just wanted to show you guys my family members and you know that ah. So really good stuff. Good cover too. Kids. So yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah. It's got kind of a little safe for kids if you want your kids to get it too. kind of a a fun horror comic it's not over the top spooky comic yeah yeah it's not over Um, the top
1: it's not overly grotesque eric powell again he's another guy like frank who has got a very fun very tongue-on-cheek sense of humor where he knows he's he's having a laugh so nothing in here that will scare the kids too much
0: so with the holiday coming up we wanted to mention that and of course after monday it'll be all christmas all the time so yes we're gonna talk apparently there's uh, something um oh what's it called a thank- Thanksgiving or something. It's some fake holiday. That's the, that's the day up. where
1: you give out the Santa hats. That's what it was. That's right. You and then we're going to give gonna talk thanks for the San- for, for the presents the Santa. you're going to get in a yeah, month. Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk about uh, that Superman issue where he dresses up as Santa Claus and gives gifts to kids, and that episode issue it. of Wonder Woman who dresses up like Santa Claus and gives. Did you there's
0: something on on? Uh, it was like explaining the science of Santa Claus. Oh, I think it was a um, scientifically accurate Santa Claus from oh, uh, Fox ADHD. The uh, if, if, you, if you want some of the best animation and that'll just laugh your socks off, uh, Fox ADHD has a YouTube channel. Oh my goodness. There's such great stuff there. There's a, um, oh, what was the anime I just saw? There's like a, uh, it's like Schoolgirl crush. Have you ever seen this? No, no. Oh my goodness. You have to find this. I showed it to Kirk and he's fallen in love with it. It's little like five to 10 minute segments and there's only five of them, but it's this girl who goes to an all girl school and she gets bullied by this, you know, super rich girl. And she finds her power when she gets a crush, and it's so well done. It's such a—it's a send up on all the different types of uh, anime genres. Okay, um, you know the school genre, and then they have a mech one, and they have a monster one. Oh, nice. it's so good. But there's a—they do one called scientifically accurate, and there's a bunch of ones where they—you know—they have scientifically accurate teenage ninja turtles, which will scar you for life. Uh, okay. Sonic the Hedgehog, the um, Flintstones, which is great. And then there's one for Santa Claus that explains how Santa Claus uh, uh, probably would not exist. I won't say he doesn't exist because there may be little children listening. And I don't want to ruin their lives and have their parents hate me for the rest of their lives. Um, But yeah, great stuff. Uh, Of course, every week we also have our Nerdables podcast where myself, sometimes Sebastian, uh, Rich, and Ethan, Mike, Travis get together and talk about and analyze and discuss and pontificate upon all of the nerd news of the week. The latest episode includes a lot of information.
1: Dude, we had so many
0: weeks, so many weeks in a row where nothing happened, like nothing in pop culture that we could find. Any like amount to talk about, and we then all like of a sudden we were week. just like, we got to talk about, we got to talk about this. Gotta, you know, we have two big trailers drop. We Dil- have Steve like Destiny, Battlefront, uh, Battlefront with uh, the, the, the thing. Edition. And there was a couple other things I can't even remember half the stuff that we talked about. Um So we we were very focused on this one to I try better, and I, get through. I better get stuff.
1: my I better get my Battlefront DLC for free now. Yeah, at this point, at this point, if they're just going to do a thirty dollar box set with everything, <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you want to hear more of, of our opinions on that That's the, the Nerdables podcast Of course we're a part of the Nerdables family uh, We're sponsored every week by Earth 2 Comics There's two locations for Earth 2 Comics One in Sherman Oaks here in California One in Northridge Where Sebastian and I currently are in the spacious back room recording live tape for your listening enjoyment hopefully you check out some of the books that we've been talking about uh if you're in the comic shops this week pick up teen titans one yeah um if you want to bring something home for the kids bring a pick up scoop spook house and if you started seven to eternity and Skyborn, you're in for a treat as you keep going you. uh if you haven't started come on in and pick up um number one seven to eternity's uh first issue went to second printing this week too so there is an affordable copy as the first one went out of print very very yeah. quickly said the uh, image number out. ones yep some of, go crazy some, them. Them. some of them some of them some So for my partner Sebastian this is Chris telling you we'll talk to you next week Merry
1: Christmas <laughs>